Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill has been very busily working to help the victims of crime in Utah. And he joins us now to discuss his recommendations for cleaning up the criminal code, what that means and why that's so important, uh, as well as a really important story we'll get to uh, at the end about a new camp that's helping kids who've experienced trauma and abuse. And uh, Sim, thanks so much for joining us today. Always a pleasure, Boyd. All right, so let's let's start with some of this uh, cleaning up of the criminal code. Uh, why that's important, and for reasons that I think most of us aren't thinking about when it comes to cleaning up the code. Well, you know, over the years you pass a lot of laws, and uh, and they're, they're all uh, important, but then they end up in different areas and different sections. And so this is really an effort uh, to to clean that up, to make it more clear and accessible. And that's really going to be informative for prosecutors when they file charges, for a community when they want to look them up. But most importantly, as we enter the digital age, to be able to collect data and information uh, from a coherent system rather than a patchwork. So that's really the effort to sort of catch up uh, after years of uh, legislative work and to make it much more clear, concise, and simple, simple and really usable uh, for other things. Yeah, and, I, and that's what I want to dig down into because I think this is the, to me, this was the think again moment of, oh, this is this is much more than I thought it was. I mean, I'm, I'm always for cleaning up uh, what the legislature has wrought. Uh, some, <laughs> some of that's good stuff and some of it's just, you know, layer on layer on layer and, and kind of seeps in. But But you went to this point in terms of, being able to collect critical data and information. Tell us tell us more about why that's so important and how this will help in that effort. Certainly. I mean, you know, when we think about, like, uh, you know, theft, well, theft can be theft by deception. It can be retail theft. It can be different, uh, uh, different sections of the different codes. And, you know, and if we we will never be able to collect data if we can't if we cannot have access to it. And and so this really helps us look at uh, what uh, we're charging, how we're charging and to be able to mine that data for policymakers, for our community, for prosecution, for law enforcement. And so it's that it's that effort to make that into a cohesive, accessible information. And you can imagine over the years, you know, uh, when legislatures convene, they pass laws and they criminalize certain things and it fits in different sections of the different areas. And sometimes they overlap. And we never think about the housekeeping and cleaning of that. Uh, we just pass the laws. So this is an, a, a good way for us to kind of reevaluate where we are and to just basically uh, clean up uh, some of the work that we've been doing as well. Yeah, and I, I do think that's so important because often it is kind of that uh, layered effect of things just kind of being passed and passed. And sometimes you end up with 
uh, with components of the code that may be uh, yeah. in opposition to each other and some that may be completely out of whack. Uh, and uh, doing that on having the discipline to do that on a regular basis, I, I think, is absolutely vital. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't uh, agree with you more. And it'll just make it more accessible and clear and usable for us. And especially in the digital age where we want to be able to do those kind of searches and gather that yeah. information so it can inform our decisions, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So important. I want to go to another really important thing you've been involved with over this uh, this past week, Camp Hope, uh, yes. an opportunity. Tell us a little bit about your involvement there and uh, what is happening for these kids. Well, this is a project that uh, we've been working on for about eight years, and and the focus of it really was uh, looking at uh, trauma and childhood victims of trauma. A lot of our children, most vulnerable, are victims of sexual abuse, physical abuse, violence, and even witnesses to that. And and so uh, one of the things that we looked at is we looked at cutting-edge research on the neurobiology of trauma and also learned that children also have uh, incredible neuroplasticity or resiliency. But what ends up happening when you are witnesses or victims of that, uh, you internalize that, you suffer from that PTSD, and if you don't address that issue, it can be intergenerational trauma that that gets passed on. So we said justice can't just be uh, uh, us prosecuting the cases and hoping to put away the bad person away, but justice really is also restoring hope in these children. So we came up with this idea of taking all these ideas together. You know, if we can replace the bad memory with good experiences, good memories, and uh, and what would be the most important thing we could do for children, and that was the idea of summer camp. So uh, the Salt Lake County District Attorney's Office pays fully uh, uh, for that, and these are children whose cases have intersected with our office. And this year, well, COVID it was the last year when we launched it, but COVID hit us. Uh, uh, but this year, we took 62 children for summer camp with trauma-informed counselors where they just got to be kids. And it's about building those relationships. It's about building those uh, good memories. It's about giving them the opportunity to retrieve their childhood back. And, and that's a really important down payment on that. But we also don't want to lose with them. So we're going to continue to have that contact to help nurture that resiliency through uh, uh, like after school kind of programs with the helping them academically and to continue to build on that. And this really will uh, give us an opportunity to make that uh, bring that measure of justice and restore that hope into those children. Oh, and I, I'm just going to repeat what you said, Sim, uh, because I, I think it's so important for us to think through it. It's not enough to just put the the bad guys away and the perpetrators away. Uh, justice really does include that restorative opportunity uh, to reclaim childhood, to reclaim confidence in self. Uh, and again, I, I applaud the uh, the district attorney's office. Sixty two kids between the ages of six and seventeen, all were victims of crime or trauma that uh, that your office dealt with, and yeah. getting them uh, into activities that range from rock climbing and tubing to ropes courses and and all of those things that we uh, associate. But but not just to not just a camp for camp's sake. Uh, this is really about uh, ultimate justice and reclamation and confidence for these kids to, to really move forward. 
No, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, I sometimes explain it this way. I go, when crime happens, it causes three injuries. It, it, it causes injuries to victims, offenders, and the communities in which crime occurs. And the justice is the restoration of all those injuries. And, uh, and sometimes, especially with our most vulnerable our children, uh, you know, uh, they carry this with them. And uh, a long after the resolution of the case, and it impacts them, it impacts their families, uh, it impacts their sense of self-esteem, uh, their trust in society. And, uh, and we know that research shows that if we can make that intervention in a meaningful way at this age, that their neuroplasticity of their brain that we can push out that uh, cycle of abuse and PTSD from being passed on to the next generation. And, but most fundamentally, the, just being able to restore childhood back to these children uh, who, no fault of their own, should not have to carry this burden. And that's something we can be proud of as a community, uh, which is consistent with the ideals and values that we hold. Yeah. Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill, uh, appreciate your work both on cleaning up the criminal code and this extraordinary work with your office uh, for Camp Hope and uh, that ultimate justice for all. Appreciate your uh, chiming in with us today. Okay. Thank you. All right, we're going to step aside. Uh, That is a story everybody should check out. Uh, That is important work and uh, something that all of us in the community can rally around. We're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the fallacy of the indispensable. Coming up next, stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.